Hello, and what is up to our single listener? <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Zone of Hot Truth, a bi-weekly podcast where three aspiring DMs and one asshole, you can guess who that is, uh, talks about experiences, opinions, and Taco Bell mild hot sauce takes in any amount of time that we choose. I'm Kevin. I'm Eric God. I, I Taco Bell mild hot sauce take. That's such a good line. I'm John, and I think you're being really, like, aspirational with that one viewer. I'm Grant, and if you look at our statistics, we definitely have more than one viewer. I listen it's greater to than one. Yeah, I, I think that's somebody who forgot to... Anyway, uh, left our download thing on. Alright, so, in, in, uh, in much lighter and happier news, uh, we're going to be talking about DM anxiety. So... I think that's something that a lot of us have faced as as DMs in some capacity. Uh, so I think what we're going to go ahead and do first is just kind of talk about what scenarios for us or what kinds of things produce anxiety. So who wants to start us? Why can't I speak today? Who wants to start us off? There we go. Eric, I will. do it. I will. Yeah, you're first. One of the things that really caused me a lot of DM anxiety is rewards. God, I really <laughs> mm -hmm. just like try to come up with the incentive for players. That's because it it just always makes me nervous. Like, is this enough? Is this way too much? That's going to eventually make any future rewards pale in comparison. Is this proportional to whatever level they're at? Did I really just give like a first level party a wish? <laughs> Things like that, where it's just like, oh my gosh, that's you can't come back from it. But at the same time, you do want to give the coolest stuff, give cool shit. And if it's even if it's not items, it's okay. Well, you've just I've just given them a new plot hook. Or two plot hooks. Then it starts getting into like, uh, am I kind of forcing a, a certain linearity? Am I, uh, it's just, a, it's a lot of what happens when the party says, no, I will keep the ring or whatever. It's just, <laughs> it's hard. I don't know. Really? I guess, drop I, Lord Rings reference. Nice. I have to. It's definitely, definitely valid. I got, uh, a, a, oh, you're only giving that much? That's not oh, worth it. And then ooh, kept moving. That's painful. That that was a... Okay, I'm just gonna... Wipe off that battle mat that I drew. I too have dealt with this. Okay, <laughs> cool. Yeah. Uh, on to the next. It's rough. On to plan B. Was that it? Or is, is that like oh, your there, There's point more. Here? I'll just... I, that's what um, I'd start off with. I'd start okay, off with that. Let's start starting with there. like one. Okay, yeah. start off with one? Yeah. Uh, uh, so... Uh, my big point of damn anxiety is conflict. I dislike having conflict in the game. I like obviously there's conflict of like dudes stabbing each other with swords and whatnot. Uh, but like the 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 players versus me. Um, yeah. A, a thing a thing that I have like all of like my most like frustrating and like um anxiety inducing points have been from disagreements between the players and myself the my uh, the the scenario that i had talked about on this podcast before was a floating safe <laughs> the i i yeah, talked about this definitely. before it's yeah the it, for for our new viewers uh the the scenario was there is this uh, safe on a ship that's sinking, and I described the safe as airtight sealed, and the players proceeded to describe to me in math 
why the book that said that the safe that sunk with the ship was incorrect. My interpretation of the rules was incorrect, and this is the math of why that is incorrect. Buoyancy would have the safe float, and it should not be that hard to move. That's far and away the most frustrated and, uh, like... SMH? Pushed yeah. onto my back foot that I have ever been. And that's not the only time. I, that's the most egregious. There's been other times like little that pricks, right? Yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah. But that that's that's my that's my worst. Yeah. That's when it's at the worst for me. I think uh I think the thing that gets me the most is whether or not what I've made or like put together for my players is actually good. Do they like it or any of it? Or do they just kind of secretly think everything I'm presenting to them is just dumb or bad or just not interesting? It doesn't matter how much they tell me they love it or they can't wait. It just, I do so much homebrewing stuff. I pretty much never reference anything. So if they never like, if there's anything they don't like, it's almost 100% mine. And I'm just paranoid that they hate everything. Not just like tiny things or every once in a while. Just no, it's all it's all shit. I'm awful. It's that imposter syndrome. Just awkward, awkward laugh. Yeah, and imposter syndrome is the best way to yeah to to put it. Just like I'm not a, a I'm not a good DM. Describe. Can somebody like give a better description than me on what imposter syndrome is uh, for listeners that don't know? Yeah. So the gist with imposter syndrome is you're attempting to do something. It doesn't matter what it is. But no matter how much work or effort or time you put into mastering or acquiring this skill, you'll never actually be as good as anyone else who does it. And you're just trying to live up to what the expectation is and what everyone else is capable of doing that you are not, despite your best efforts, is more or less, unless someone wants to add yeah, more to that definition. Yeah, that's, that's on the right line. It's, it's, it's assuming you are are shit in in essence for, for in 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 some capacity you don't belong you don't belong you like you like you're you're not supposed to be here you're not supposed to be like whatever that means it could be you're not supposed to be a dm and and wouldn't besides evidence to the contrary which often exists it is impossible for the person to believe that is the case and that's often what what imposter syndrome is and i think that's that's experienced by a lot of people and dming is definitely one of those things because you're put on the spot mm-hmm uh-huh. So thank you for it bringing is, that up. It is super common in, I think, all of our industries? Yeah. As a grad student, yes. I am never good enough. I will I will never pass. <laughs> Eric, I don't know about yours, but mine is, it's like, fucking thick. Oh, yeah. There's always somebody smarter that knows more about new technology. You're always behind. For attorneys, it's almost seen as, like, borderline healthy. Oof. That, that's bad. That that's actually the worst. It I think it does breed humility, but we can talk about this that's... for like a like a, like another like whole episode on that. I think for me, uh, just to, to bounce off that that light topic there. <laughs> but I think for me, it, 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 there's there's God. some commonalities between I think what everybody has said. I think especially what what I think aligns with John, and it's in that conflict vein. Is it's it's when. And I have this happen a lot of times where I, it's, it's a very specific scenario, but this is the one that is the most kind of like uh, acute for me, where you have a player who you tell them a rule 
and then there is immediate fluster that you see and then trying to figure out how to deal with that and the way that feels like that is my anxiety moment because i'm like oh fuck okay now what do i do do i do i backpedal do i do i say do i kind of wave the rule and like do it next time and it's 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 incredibly it's like in in it, it uh, i think that's the thing that sucks about it and maybe we can think about this for all our scenarios is it's it, it probably when we talk about advice it's never get the other side to change it's usually you have to change how you think in some way you know you can try and talk to those people but they're always going to be that they're always going to do they're always going to do that in some capacity and you, if you saw, sometimes it's rude right to out to kind of be like hey you're doing this thing you want your players to be there you don't want them to feel like they are causing you a uh, grief and 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 pain right in some in some degree so that's that's i think a another aspect of that but yeah, that's I think that's mine. I so this is like totally I'm primed from coming from a therapist just now. So like I I'm like listening to that and it sounds like a, a disconnect between expectations of like a disconnect between expectations and um just I'm struggling to figure out how I want to say this. Somebody else talk and I'll and I'll I'll, I'll figure <laughs> what it out. What are you talking about? Um, I like that. That was definitely a. Uh, I I had a thought and I needed to formulate and it, and I and I just started talking and would assume, assumed that I would find it. It's like the filler words will go away eventually, and the meat of my idea will take their place. I'll I'll mention something briefly, because I think this is something that John and I have mentioned in other podcasts, especially John. Uh, I'm gonna get the cartoon characters wrong. Uh, Wallace and Gromit. I get that right. Well, maybe. Well, like, I don't know I mean, if you're going to say those, yeah. those are, are you the, talking about the train tracks? Yeah, doing the train tracks in front of the train. The the anxiety of, at some point, someone is going to pause and look at me dead in the eye and say, this doesn't make any sense. I've had it happen. And you're like, <laughs> and you look at them and you're like, you, you can try to bluff them. You're like, maybe it all comes together later. And they're like, no, this is a direct plot hole. Like, this is a direct plot oh. hole. And you're oh, just like, fuck there, there's nothing you really in that moment you're like okay, well do i start doing things i mean they figured me out i i did this to you didn't i hmm i think i did this to you in uh descend into a furnace i don't remember i i have like the distinct memory of uh like a character saying yeah you got me i was lying that didn't make any sense that doesn't matter. That sounds like that sounds like an out I would do. So, aha, yeah, uh, yes, I <laughs> was lying. That tricky right character that's now a traitor. Um, yeah, <laughs> like, or it's little things too. Like in one in one game, I described you guys going down an elevator, and the whole time I'm holding oh. my breath. I'm like, someone yeah. is going to mention. There's someone's going to ask. This kind of goes to what you say, John. Someone's going to say, "Well, how does this elevator work? What is?" pulling this elevator i'm trying to look up before like five minutes before the session i'm trying to read the oh. wikipedia article on medieval elevators just so exact. i can put something out at whole situation yeah and the other day one of my no a player asked you all. a player asked about how do i skin <laughs> other things this like deer hide that i just hunted from the deer and just and i'm just sitting there just like great now i need to somehow come up with something that makes sense for how you skin and process and maintain this deer hide awesome yeah. hopefully i don't get called on anything do you know I what say. it is do you know what it is in a in a, in a old school games uh 
You skin the deer. You know how deer skin. <laughs> <That's Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the progress <laughs> bar fills up on your screen. It reaches like, 100%. There's always you a have pressure, high. though. There's always a pressure, yeah. though, to no, add I more to agree. that. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. whenever you just say, oh, you succeed, half the time your players are cool. It's like, oh, yay. The other time it's, oh, but how? And you're just like, fuck if I know. <laughs> I had a player say, yeah. but how did I succeed at skinning the deer? I'm going to look at them and be like, you skinned it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Sean, what, take what your you pelt, you idiot. Me? Yeah, what, what, do you, what do you want? I feel, ah, boy. Yeah, that, we, we could we could probably go on for a while talking about many specific examples and other very uh, potent triggers for 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 anxiety. But why, why don't we? Is there anything else we want to talk about there before we transition to how to deal with that? I think we should go to how, because if not, we're just going to, this is just going to be 40 minutes of us listing everything that we get anxiety about, which we could do, but I think we should focus a little bit more on how we try to fix it, overcome it ourselves. I will say real briefly. Um, go ahead. Go ahead. Having anxiety is completely normal. Like it really, yes. I really, really good. want to yeah, stress that. We're mentioning that. 100%. i never met a DM that wasn't terrified before the session. It's it's one of those things. It is it's it's healthy. If you're not terrified, you're not doing something interesting. Five minutes before a session are just it's the worst five minutes. Well, I even I, say the timing of it because some people don't get the five minutes before. Some people nope. get the jitters during. Some people are like right, right in the under. middle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, my mine mine peaks at the start, and then once like players have started doing things, then I I am fine until a. Uh, speed bumps occur yeah you know, you know surprisingly yeah <laughs> an hour before i'm like fuck it we're doing it live but eight hours before i'm like shit <laughs> i should have written so much more this was yeah. stupid why didn't i do more when i when i ran 5e i think it was the always the day before the evening before and right until now i don't give a shit and I'm, I'm, I'm glad about that. Good, good. You guys are saying that with... vibe, but I don't, those really, I don't give a fuck about anything. Since this isn't live, it's is made good. even better by the yeah. fact that Kevin is just wearing sunglasses with all this mood lighting behind him when he's saying, I don't give a fuck. I, I don't. I stopped. It's it's probably one of the healthiest things, uh, the healthiest I've, I've felt mentally for, for being able to feel that way because... My God, uh, it, I think a lot of it has to, and I, I'm, I swear I'm not digging on, on, on 5e, John. You're, you're fine, but you don't need to apologize. The, here's what I'll say, the games with very complex, this is the last thing I'll think I'll say, the games with very complex rule sets are the ones that can produce, I think, the greatest experience of anxiety because there's, you have a lot more on the line because the, either the players know the rules and you have to, you have to be on your toes regarding that or you trying to figure out ways like to give rewards that are specific to like progression levels and those kinds of things and or, or like uh the just the dealing with like is are these enemies balanced for encounters and how many encounters do you need to have a day they're, they're, they kind of spirals out and i don't know if anybody's had that experience because of that versus another system but it's something that i just realized is thinking about that right now that, that uh really uh idiotic comment i just mentioned but yeah, not having a stat monsters is insane. There's been a decrease of anxiety by a lot. I see. No, it's also. I know we're just we keep going off on tangents, but that that also brings up another like an interesting or something important I think to say is 
everyone's also going to have different triggers for anxiety, as evident by the fact that we all gave different examples, but we've been doing a lot of agreeing, but yeah, different people are going to be thrown off by different things, so you shouldn't really focus on what, like, others are saying they do or don't have problems with. Just focus on and think about whatever causes problems for you and how, like, you might be able to fix that instead of worrying about what other people do for for what bothers them. I don't know why I went off on that. That's now that I've said that. That was like a <laughs> yeah. Two no, minutes. That's good. No, I just no, wasted three minutes of the episode. What you said is what you said is one hundred percent valid. Yeah, it, and everybody it, experiences it differently. It's okay. Don't worry. Yeah. Yep. All right. So how? Jesus. I, we're we're back to you, Eric. You're you're the you're player how, number one. How do I address it? Um, yeah. So as far as rewards go, I love if somebody wants to write in and tell me. Um, I'd love <laughs> to hear it. <laughs> As far as don't, don't don't wish for that evil. <laughs> as far, I'll take it. I'll take. Uh, I'll take uh, it. Uh, <laughs> as far as a lot of other things go, as far as re reducing um, DM anxiety, one thing for me was prepping a lot less. Uh, prepping a lot more, I think, yeah. really made me a, a lot more stressed um, because I'm seeing the plot holes. I'm I'm writing something down, and I'm like, well, okay, this room sounds really cool and fun. And then I write the next room. I'm like, okay, this room seems room seems really cool and fun. Makes no sense. It's next to room room one. We need to completely start rewriting. When instead, it's just like, okay, let's go with the flow here. I know what I know the themes in every room. I know the, where the bowls of salt are located. <laughs> let's get this to the table and start rolling some dice. Um, I, I think for me, the the over prep on a Google sheet that I'm is way too much. It's far better for me to know, okay, these are the themes of the dungeon. These are the kinds of rooms that are in the dungeon. And I probably should have a sheet of rewards. The rewards thing is definitely stresses me out still. Alright, so I'm gonna say I'm gonna like play off of you. Uh and I'm gonna wanna come come back to me again later. But a thing that I have found to, that helps with me with my stress is the complete opposite. So uh, I I prep more now. I <laughs> load a Gatling gun. Uh, I yeah. like have learned to live and love by Notion, where I have free software. Check out Notion. <laughs> Notion.so. It's massively changed how I prep. Uh, my information and my thoughts are so much better, like formatted. Databasing tools are so good. Yeah. Thumbs yeah. up. Absolutely. Yeah. It, like. Uh, it, and it's not just like I don't use half of it in the session it, it's just like a, connections uh, yes I, I can see how things are laid out I can apply filters to database tables and see alright what am I giving them like, like I, I have a table of rewards that you're talking about Eric of like well, this is what they get session 1 this is what they get session 2 this is what they get session 3 I know when I'm giving them too much, and I know when I'm giving them too little. I know who's getting it. Uh, and that's beyond helpful to me. Because a, a lot of my... Well, something that I didn't really talk about previously was I don't like to improvise. It's That's that's stressful to me. Particularly when it involves, like, RPing improvisation. Like, I am having to react as an NPC to something that they're doing. I just don't know how to deal with that. Uh, so, offloading more thought 
uh, to before the session, I have found to be uh, massively helpful. Uh, to play off John, I've done the reverse. I do 90% improv and, and, and 10% oh. three words written on a sheet of paper. And <laughs> play. Yeah. I wish I could. I, 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 if it like... Oh. Can we complete the chain real quick, Grant? Are you going to play yeah, off Kevin? To play off Kevin's, play off John, <laughs> off of Eric's, the reason I went off on my other tangent earlier about, ooh, don't worry about what helps other people, is because I was going to say I actually love statting monsters. That's something that doesn't cause me anxiety, because I have a system. And when it comes to, like, the whole improv versus prep, I'm, like, somewhere in the middle between all three of you. Because, like, I do a ton of prep, but, like, NPC dialogue stuff, I super comfortable doing that just improving it just maybe one primer sentence for an npc i'll improv for days but i need my fucking rewards table <laughs> man i that's everybody's different yeah, yeah. Every, everybody everybody's brain works in different ways everybody's broken in their own special unique snowflake yeah broken. <laughs> so john you said to go uh, back to you what was uh what do you do to address anxiety I try to offload as much out of the game as possible. Uh, a, a thing, like, it it doesn't work. The, the, the things that I pull... Well, okay, let me rephrase that. Sometimes it doesn't work. The thing, the things that I... The times that I point to having, like, a, a stress in game is times when it doesn't work. I try to offload stuff out of the game. The stress of having to... Uh, somebody saying, okay, hey, I don't think it works like that. That sh that shouldn't that shouldn't happen. I don't think the demi liches uh, drain HP should do damage or reduce max HP should do damage, and me going no 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 that's that's totally how it works, and that was wrong, and like of doing the research after the session that was uh like a big reduction in stress. The having to sit there in the session and flip through fucking uh jeremy crawford's tweets to try and uh, <laughs> like yeah. uh that, that's that's god. fun isn't it <laughs> yeah. god uh, I, I hated doing it what the fuck does this fireball interaction do what the hell is this <laughs> can yeah. i place yeah. a fireball five feet in the oh, air and what I does that what does that look oh, like that's the worst <laughs> that right what there. does it look like what, what, what does, right how, how does that work that right there uh, That's like rough. Uh, dealing with it in the session is so stressful. If I have like time to where, like, f four people aren't staring at me, hanging on my every word, where I'm like dragging out a turn, it's so much less stressful. It also works for like dealing with the like the the player problems. Again, like if you have a disagreement in how I made like a rules call, that's fine. Tell me about it after the session and. I'll either retcon something to fix it for you, or it didn't matter, and it'll be fine. I'll apologize and say I won't do it again, and I won't do that one again. I'll fuck up in a different way. But, it, yeah, like, doing stuff with people not watching me, that's how I deal with a lot of stuff. Yeah, and I think that's, that's a good way to account for that. Yeah, and before I go into my solution to my issue is... I think every DM would appreciate, and even if they say it doesn't bother them or it doesn't cause them stress, at some level it 
does and i just waiting till after the session's over if you have an issue with something the dm did just don't do it in the middle of the game that's just impossible. gonna make it's, it's just gonna make things it is but impossible. just if that's one thing you can do as as a player that's going to make all of your yeah. dms happy yeah. is to just you start making try to wait until face. the sessions it, it's just waiting until the session's up. over yeah <laughs> I, it, I know it might be hard, but it's just a small thing you can try to do. Yeah, and the reason why it's impossible is because it's all emotional responses. It's uh, that's one hundred percent what it is. I, I, it's, yeah, it, it's like it's the, the like the thing the, the, the thing that I was trying to point out the thing the thread that I was trying to pull out of Kevin's uh, like stressors was it's just everything's just like smash emotion. It's not. Uh, there's it's all emotion there's no thought and that's very hard to process uh from the person receiving it and yes. yeah that's a good way that, to look at it that's why because you you're an empathetic human being so they're feeling strong emotions so you want to do something about that but you can't in the in the moment mm -hmm. I, I think that's probably the one of the most uh what is it well said things in terms of i think like like what that what that entails and i think that deals with a lot of our stressors is around that 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 instant jib of emotion right that, that you get from the players that is uncontrolled what were you gonna and say grant john can go ahead go ahead obviously the answer yeah. is just don't feel bad about it right be a robot just like shut off shut off your heart to feeling empathy towards other people's emotions okay that's easy right be the robot wants he wants you hold to on be. Uh, grant you're going next i'm gonna say mine really quickly um just because it, it kind of goes off this but i the thing that has helped me and it, it, it i forget to do it but I stopped expecting people to change and act differently because um, you, you want people to do that. You want people to not do certain things. You could talk to them about it. That isn't it, it, often they are not going to be the kind of people who go, yeah, wow, I've had an epiphany. Thank you for that. I'm now changing my behavior entirely. Right. It's all it's you, like I said at the beginning with like with what I said, it's like you are the one who's expected to change how you think. Right. And that's probably you can deal with yourself better than other people can dealing with other people and getting them to change. You're not a therapist. Right. You're not you're not designed to change somebody else's behavior. And that's helped me a lot and get through a lot. And it's still it's still a thing that happens in in in, in almost in, in every every session, every game I play. I, I will have to think I'll have to think that in some capacity. But yeah, I get them to change. That's it. I think that's also kind of important for D and D groups. Yeah. One, just because you're you're, fr you're good friends with them, doesn't mean your guys are going to be the perfect D and D group. Um, yeah, hundred percent. You can't. Yeah. yeah. It, it, no matter how much you may want to, and you may just like, let's just get this. Come hell or high water, we are going to get this D and D group to play. And sometimes it's you just got to realize it's you guys. It's just not how. It's just not going to work. You cannot, can't force it. Yeah, I think the reverse is also true. Some, some, uh, some like people are better players with each other than they are like human beings. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's very true. <laughs> well, see, that's because John. That's because they're playing they're a different character in the game. Yeah. They're, they're they playing are. someone who isn't themselves. <laughs> and we, we we appreciate them trying to learn. Manson was famously uh, a really great D&D &D player. Oh, God. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't know. Is that true? I don't uh, know. You, I don't know. You, you, you sound like you're lying. You have On the face like note, you're lying. 
God. Super true. <laughs> Fondant. Don't fact check us. All right, my all thing. right. My thing. All right. Yeah, so let's go. Let's go to Grant real quick before we talk about intense DM DM theory uh, to player connections. Anyway, go ahead. So yeah, my thing with um, basically imposter syndrome or just always feeling like everything I do is bad. I um, it's something Eric suggested that actually kind of really helped me with that, or something Eric started, or at least I think it was you. The the and we have a Slack channel where we have all of our various DM and game and D and D related bullshit. And one of the channels is a D and D session review, where we just give a brief summary, what we think went well, what we think can be improved on, and any references we use. And just going through, like kind of after a session, just giving a brief summary, what the good, the bad, and where I borrowed stuff from is like really helped realize. No, there was actually a lot of good. Like, this and this went well. I'm really happy with how this went. Because it kind of forces you to go back, or at least for me, and just remove myself and just kind of act as if I watched it. Like, I'm looking yeah. down on, on the session. That's a and technique, really actually. Yeah, it really yeah. helps me focus on, no, all of this stuff went good. And it allows me to actually just admit, no, that, that went well. Without kind of feeling like I'm lying to myself. And in part, it's because... The third to last thing is, well, what can be improved on? Because, again, it just delineates the good, the bad. And then in addition to that, also just talking to the rest of the podcast, just out of session, just about, like, things I want to try or just talking about the sessions. Yeah. And just hearing them be like, actually, no, that's a cool idea, but, like, maybe tweak X about it. And then they kind of help catch anything that might have gotten through the cracks that I have missed. So, like, talking about prep and self-reflection summary after the session. I stole the idea from Chris Perkins. He did a nice. really good 4th edition write-up, which... Okay. Really good advice. You three shouldn't read it, because I have... Oh, I, I still well, I, mean, I, assumed, I assumed you stole that, Eric, because it was too good of an idea for you to have had. Uh, everything, is, everything that Eric does is stolen. John, you had something you want to say? You're going to be our last uh, bit on this, or we're going to go into Final Thoughts? So a, a question that uh, I think is an important thing to point out and a thought that spins off of that is, one, the self-evaluation is really important. Being able to look on a session and figure out what is good and what is bad. More bad's the important bit because that's how, that's how you refine and improve. Uh, looking on a session and thinking, I didn't like how that worked. That's not bad. That's, that, that is, you should feel that. That's how you improve at things. Don't dwell on it and feel bad about it, but know that it is bad. A question that I'm going to ask to the group is, have you ever received quality external feedback? I've never once received a comment that wasn't, that was a great session. I loved it. Yeah. Keep with, it short. Yeah. With um my online game, they actually are pretty honest with feedback. I mean, I get a lot of the generic, oh no, it was good, I wouldn't change it. But every once in a while, they actually do give me an honest critique of something they didn't like or that they would like me to maybe consider changing for future sessions. It's very rare, but every once in a while, they will. Is it constructive or is it that emotional response that we had talked about before? Every time I can remember, it's been constructive except for one time where a player was still hung up on a rules decision I had to make. And I just had to have the discussion of, look, 
we can talk about this more if you don't like it now that the session's ended, but during the, s- the session, like, at the end of the day, I've got to just be able to make the decision and you to just go along with it. Out- outside of that one time, it has always been constructive with my group. Really quickly, because I, I think this is it. You were talking about points of refinement. Wait to ask for feedback until the next day for emotions to die down. That's that. that at least. I just want to throw that out there. At least a day. At least. Especially if it's something heated that happened. But I just wanted to really throw that out there very quickly before Valuable. I John, skip, skip what I'm going to talk about it. Eric, you're, you're up. I think if I get feedback from players and there has not been a session in between, it's almost all emotional. Mostly <laughs> yeah. also, I would say, towards the unhelpful. If there's been a session and then they say, ah, oh, you know, two sessions ago, you're in town. It would have been really cool if we saw this. Or three sessions ago, man, the way that was, that was really good. That is helpful feedback. Because then I can, then that shows whatever they've, whatever they took away from that moment stuck. Uh, All the other stuff, it's fleeting. People can be really unhappy during a session. They're not going to remember a few sessions later. I'm not going to change based on that because ultimately it's just not, does that mean? That doesn't, the, the effort to juice ratio is not there. But something that will, it impacts the way people think and as far as long term, yeah. that's the stuff where I, I want to make sure I spend the time to fix, to approve upon. And with that, why don't we go ahead and go into our final thoughts and keep it short, please. Eric, Eric, it's you. It's always you. Majority of the times, as far as anxiety goes, um, a lot of the work is going to be figuring out what is causing the most anxiety. A couple of us were able to all of us pointed to very specific things, but I think all of us could also work a lot at trying to figure out what else is causing us anxiety. And we might not be able to know it for the podcast or we wouldn't know it for the podcast. Yeah, that's okay. Um, that's not a problem. Uh, I guess I will mimic the, uh, anxiety is normal. Figure out your toolbox, figure out your solution. Once you identify the problem, then you can work towards a solution. Sometimes the solution is to just not not engage with something. Take a step back from it. Sometimes there's actually actionable things. Figure out if there's an figure out where that line is for people. And on that note, it's good to ask for advice from your friends and people you're close with about what things that might help you overcome the issue, but at the end of the day, whatever solution is best for you is the correct solution. So don't stress about, well, crap, person X said to do Y, but that's not really helping. That's cool. Find another solution, because that's not the best one for you. But that doesn't mean there isn't a solution. Oh, I want to jump in real quick and just... Uh, something that, how final bitch. thoughts were. Something that didn't get mentioned. The sacred final thoughts. It didn't get, it didn't get mentioned. Of... Don't compare yourself to other DMs. Oh, especially, so especially Matt Mercer, uh, who runs really, really long-term games. You do not need to run a 300 session epic are you done i apologize i am also done all right for for all of you who have taken extra time i can no longer go so what i'll say is uh thank you for listening find a way to reach us and keep rolling those dice